and welcome to Tea Time with Docs Josh, where we will sip the tea with our pinkies up and talk all things sophisticated. Bitch, please. <laughs> sophisticated, my ass, honey. You better get ready because this tea's coming in hot. Well, hello, you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with me. It's your boy, Talks Josh here. Oh, I hope you're doing well. My God, what a time that we are having right now. My God. Let's just chat about the year 2020, shall we? That's what exactly what we're about to do. We're going we to unbox all this thing that is called this beast called 2020. Oh, so hope you're ready. Because sit back, girl, go ahead and get your tea. You're you going to need wine or some heavy alcohol for this, honey. And just sit back. And today's episode is going to be entitled 2020 WTF. I mean, am I right or am I right? I mean, this year, even nature, like all, there was a post I saw, like a random tree just split in half. No storm, no tornado, nothing. Just split in half. Even nature is saying WTF. Like, what the fuck is up with 2020? <laughs> so let's let's just dive right into this. So I don't know about you, but for me, 2020, I set some hardcore intentions and I was here for it. And it started off to be a fantastic year. And I was like, I'm going to slay it. And I was, and it wasn't just me, but like all my friends were all this stuff. Like I was setting goals. Like I was flying high, crushing the goals. And I was having to set goals higher. And I was like, hell yes. January was like one of the best months for me business-wise. And in February, even bypass that, I was like, okay, I'm here for it. Like you're doing it. 2020's brought just this new energy. And I was like, okay, we got this. You know, here we are. And then all of a sudden, it went to hell in an edible arrangement. Like, and just, it just went straight to hell. Like out of nowhere. I'm like, oh my God, especially here at good old little Nashville. So we're going to talk about like some stuff that happened. So, but I'm still through it all, through all the shit. Like I'm still determined to make 2020 my bitch. Like it's just going to happen. Like here we are. I, I, if, if you hear me clink your tea glasses, whatever you got, your vodka, your beer, whoever it is, clink your glasses. We still going to own 2020. So lots has happened in 2020. Let's talk about it. So it all started, started off well, but then March came along. March was a little bit like that little judgmental Judy Baptist woman that turns her head and looks at you. If you come in a little bit too late to church, ever she's turned her head like, oh, mm-hmm. can't show up on time for the Lord, can you? I'm like, mm, shut up, Martha. I ain't got time for you today. Like, <laughs> She showed up. So we've been dealing with, you know, COVID-19 and we heard about that, but that this was back whenever like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, it's just a little cold. Little did we know. Um, but March, the night of March 2nd and March 3rd. So I go to bed like normal, like mom, I was like, it's fine. Everything's good. And I knew we were having a little weather system here in, in Nashville, but little did I know what nature had in store for Nashville that night. I go to bed and I am very blessed that it did not hit through the south of Nashville and Franklin where I'm at. But um, I wake up to the next morning on the 3rd that 10, yeah, you heard it, 10 tornadoes touched down in Tennessee in Nashville. And most of it, you know, went through Nashville. And I was like, oh my God, like, what is this? I woke up to 67, not lying, 67 text messages. All my friends, my family, like, Josh, are you okay? And they were freaking out. 
And they were, I was like, why is everybody, t-? I was like, why are you freaking out? It's five o'clock in the morning. What happened? I'm like, of course I'm okay. I'm like asleep at five o'clock in the morning. I didn't hear anything. I didn't wake up for anything. And I'd have been dead if it would have came through here because it takes like a, a nuclear bomb to wake me up. But there was so many and it was so devastating. It was, there was 25 died, including five children. I woke up and it was just heart-wrenching what happened in Nashville. And like the areas like in East Nashville got hit really hard of like, um, like, you know, my favorite tea place, God, High Garden. I love you all so much. If I could just give you everything that I own so you could open back up, I would. I My heart goes out to you guys. And all of East Nashville, which is an area of town that has been gentrified and beautiful. It's like trendy and hip and like, um, like where a lot of the youth live in Nashville. And it hit like a row of like where all the fun, what makes East Nashville, East Nashville, it, it like destroyed. It's like, boom, it's like gone. I was supposed to go to dinner there that day, that night and you you know you make reservations the night before and then you wake up and it's just not there my heart was like broken like i was like oh my god like just devastated uh of what happened i was very blessed that it didn't hit down south but it's like you feel almost feel helpless and not to mention just like like about a week or so after it happened like i drove through it and it's one thing to see tornado damage on the tv screen but it's another thing to see in real life. It is TV makes it look like nothing. I drove through like an area of near McGavick where I used to teach color guard and this beautiful church that's no more, but I saw the pile that it was and it was the dead path of the tornado. And I look, I I see this church just destroy this beautiful church and it's just rubble. And then I look to the right up through the neighborhood and you could literally see the path of the tornadoes. Like, terrifying and the destruction i was like oh my god like what is going on so you know nashville scene it's ringers has seen its days of tornadoes been in the flood of 2010 i was lucky to move out and to indianapolis for my first nursing job and avoid that but you know what i loved is that nashville strong i say that for a reason because they survived it they, you know, they, the community, there's such a sense of community here that I love that makes Nashville, Nashville. And that did it in 2010 and they did it again. And it was actually, they had so many volunteers that they turned us away. Like you couldn't even volunteer because it was so many, they had so much like stuff happening that like, they were like, we don't need anybody. It was amazing to see like all walks of life, it didn't matter like your religion, your your socioeconomic background, it didn't matter your skin color, like everybody pulled together and Nashville came together and really like showed up. And it was amazing to see that. And it was, um, I mean, it was terrifying to see, you know, it, it, you know, what happened, just hear about the tragedies and stuff. But, you know, like through the storm, there's always a rainbow. And it was really, it was amazing to see uh, the city show up for so many they took action, you know, like, you know, instead of people being like, oh, well, I, I hate that for them. Like, no, they like showed up, showed out and boom, here you are. And they rose above it, which was amazing. And so, but so, it was, it was awful. And it was this terrible time. And we're like, okay. And then right into COVID, like COVID was already kind of happening, but it hadn't really hit Tennessee yet. And it was this thing that we were hearing about and we were like, okay, it's just like a little cold. Here you go. But then, you know, it was just a few weeks after that all this stuff happened uh, with COVID I mean, or, or with the tornadoes that hit on the second and the third. I think it was like around like the third or fourth, third week 
or whatever that we had to shut down for COVID. You know, it finally, we finally realized like, oh, this is like bad. You know, it started off, you know, we were like, okay, what is this? It's like, oh, it's a little cold. It's not a big deal. But, and then it, it was terrible. And then even then at the beginning of it, we still didn't know we know now, but we started hearing all this COVID stuff. So straight out of the tornadoes, then we go right into COVID-19, this cute little bug that everybody just wants to cut punt somewhere else and send it straight to hell in an edible arrangement. Hell, I'd send it straight to hell in, 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 in straight to hell in nothing, honey. You ain't getting shit because you've taken too much stuff. Lord child. So that was crazy. Um, to go straight from tornado into that. So businesses already devastated from that, trying to bounce back, and then businesses have it to shut down. And, you know, we go through and we're like, okay, this is actually really serious. And and so it shut down. I had to shut down my business once I found out, you know, all this stuff. And we were kind of learning from the different bigger cities I'd been hit. Like, this is actually, like, this is not just something tiny. This is something that's really, could be really deadly. Um. You know, and then we go through like half, like, is that, you know, you hear all the theory, uh, the conspiracy theories and all that stuff and what you hear on the news, are they making it bigger than they are? But then you hear like of, like some of my, like friends, like one of her, it was one of her nieces, healthy, 35 year old, uh, ICU nurse gets COVID three days later, flatlines, dies. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And like, we didn't know about all this stuff, like how bad it was. And and then you fast forward and then like knowing the thing of like all the COVID syndromes it's causing like post people getting COVID and surviving, but then like attacking your heart, uh, causing heart enlargement, all these things and attacking, attacking your body systems. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, my God. So Nashville went through the tornadoes and then they're hitting with this. And, you know, like we had to close our businesses. We didn't have incomes, you know, just like the whole country did. And like we, we, we had no idea, was there an end in sight? When's this going to happen? And, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, you know, it's you know, people are dying regardless of whatever theory you had. And it's just like, holy Jesus, not to mention the bullshit that the nurses had to go through and the the, the PAs, the doctors, the the nurse practitioners, the, the healthcare workers of like, you know, this thing called PPE, or as should we say, lack thereof, you know, and it was infuriating to see like, oh, joint commission, hmm, coming through the hospital, can't have a water bottle on the, the countertop, but all of a sudden it's okay. Where are you at? Hmm? Where are you at? Where's these standards for these nurses and these healthcare professionals that like in normal circumstances, you like the absolute, absolute not. You wouldn't even think about working without PPE, but then all of a sudden it's okay. Or no, you only get like one mask a week. Like, you know, like I, like it was, it was absolute bullshit. What our healthcare professionals had to go through and nurses, like I'm, you know, I'm a nurse, so I'm going to stand up for the nurses. It's absolute bullshit. What the nurses had to go through when, you know, and I get it. Like the, it, they weren't faced with it, but you know what, if this was what they would have made it happen, they should have made PPE happen a hell of a lot faster. And there's, oh, they're trying there and the government is no, it's unacceptable. The government need to step up to the plate and they need to make it fucking happen. It is unacceptable what these healthcare professionals went through, especially these nurses. Oh, but you know what? Nurses with their shitty pay that we get and all this stuff, but and then you're going to still put us on top of that? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and your little nurses appreciation in our little pizza party. No, pay them what they're fucking worth. Like, don't even get me started. Oh my God, like I, that's a whole podcast in itself. But like the fact that like, 
<laughs> nurses are already underappreciated and like the not to mention the nurse abuse that goes on in hospitals. That's going to be another podcast. Tune in for that shit. Um, and just the stuff that and then like the appreciation and the, the little pay that they get. And then you place that on top of like the stories that you would hear of the PPE, what they were having to do with the PPE. But then when they would refuse to work with that, they were like getting turned into the board of nurses and the board of nursing in their different states for refusing to work in like subpar, you know, environment that like normally wouldn't be acceptable. Now it's all of a sudden acceptable. Oh God, I can't even like to see them go through that. I, you know, I, you know, and I feel for them because I used to be a critical care ICU nurse and I'm not, I wasn't on the front lines. I had to shut my business down. I can't even fathom and imagine what, like what they must be feeling. And you know what? RNs, honey, it's like, like after this is over, honey, you, you, you have the chance and you have the power right now because the, the country and the world saw just how powerful nurses are. And they saw just how much up shit creek without a paddle they would be if every single nurse, and ima imagine if every single nurse said, you know what? I'm not putting up with this shit. I ain't getting paid enough. And I'm, it's not worth it. And they walked out. Imagine if all your nurses said, I've had enough, and they stopped. The country would collapse. The hospitals would collapse. Hospitals realize you ain't shit without your nurses. But the way you treat them, absolutely unacceptable. You treat them like they're like replaceable things. Sweetie, you don't function without us. And I was amazed. And I was telling people, people were like, I'm just like, you know what? Pay attention to the businesses and how they're treating their employees and their team right now. Because that's going to speak volumes. And honey, it speak volumes. It spoke volumes, honey. And I urge the nurses, after this is over, you all have a chance. We have a chance to step up and be like, you know what? Absolutely never again. You're going to pay me what I'm worth. I'm never going to be exposed to something like that. You as a business. At the end of the day, like hospitals are a business. They're in a, they're, they are a business entity to make money, most of them. And they're going to treat their employees like shit. Absolutely not. It is unacceptable unacceptable. So nurses, I urge you after this to take a stand and fight them. Oh, go after them, honey. Make them the way they treated you. Oh, the stories I heard, the stories I was hearing on Instagram and people would private message me. It would make you want to slap baby Jesus, what they were putting through. And I'm speaking for nurses, but there's also nurse practitioners, PAs, uh, janitorial staff, environmental staff, all that. Like, uh-uh. It was unacceptable absolutely unacceptable. And we have a chance and I call you to make a change. Like, don't go back. Don't, don't go back. Like COVID changed a lot of stuff. Like for me, COVID changed the, the new normal for me. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I got to a healthier normal. COVID has exposed a lot of stuff, especially how corrupt and terrible our healthcare system is. And nurses don't allow it to go back to the way it was. Don't put up with it. And realize that you have a stronger voice than you realize. Because these hospital organizations ain't shit without you. They're just not, plain and simple. So, do it. Ugh, it made me so mad. But, again, with COVID, we rose above. 
I had to, you know, like I'm, I'm not thankful for the deaf and dying, but like COVID come along and calls us. It's not every day that nature puts us in a mandatory timeout at all. And COVID came along and it, it stopped us all. And we had to like stop like, you know, Instagram influencers. Well, not very important much anymore. You know what I mean? Like business had to stop. Like everything stopped. We were all, no matter your socioeconomic status, we were all the same. Didn't matter if you were a famous music star, you know, actress, whatever, like, or uh, a Walmart greeter, like we were all the same. And, and it, we had to like, you know, some people got to enjoy vacation. There you go. Great. But some, you know, like with me, with my business, I had to either adapt, you know, I either could like let it defeat me and I would go under or I had to think it differently and evolve. And so like, for me, like, you know, I was like, okay, well, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna let my team go. They're fantastic. So we, we did team meetings. And let me tell you, af- out of these team meetings came some stuff that would have never came about if it wasn't for COVID. And even though it was terrible and I would never wish that upon anybody, like what it did for me, I'm just speaking what it did for me, like it gave me time to like do things differently. We opened up an online skincare store, which was really cool and something I probably would have never have done um, because you either, you, you either sink or you learn how to swim. And, and so I was like, how do we bring in income? How do we support? How do we do this? What, what's that look like? So we were able to open up an online store and do things differently. And now we're doing virtual consultations that we really weren't even thinking about. Like, is virtual have a place in the world of aesthetics? And it doesn't. It's been great. We've connected with people from all over the world. Um, and we've connected and did consultations with people all over the country, which is so cool. Um, uh, I joined a group of some of my BFFs in the industry. And we did a webinar that like totally blew us away. We like all these people signed up for it. It was a great way to bring community and education, you know, like when we can't do, let's learn, let's better ourselves. That was really cool. And, and just seeing the camaraderie and all the things that's happened, like I, it wouldn't have happened, honestly. And there's things that we did that set my business up for success in the future, even more so than if it wouldn't have happened. And, and so like, we just thought differently and we were like, you know what, we're not going to let this defeat us. We're going to like be creative and do things differently. Like restaurants, there's restaurants that closed down and there's restaurants that turned into delivery people and they had to change the way they thought and do things and they survived. And so like for that aspect of it, I'm, I'm thankful for the, the time to reflect the time to get back to like, you know, taken away from social media to stay in home, you know, families. You know, kids got to see their dads probably for the first time in a long time or their moms, you know, and like actually have family time. <clears throat> you know, parents were going back to, you know, homeschooling their kids. Props to you guys. Mad props. Uh, good luck figuring out that common core math. I Lord, child. No, two plus two equals four. And you're you going to add two and two. That's how you're going to do it. We ain't going to do this complicated mess. But like the family time, the memories. And, you know, it's different. Like for us, it was stressful. But for kids and kids' eyes, they don't know all the stuff that's going on. And to them, that's time with mom and dad. And that's memories that they made and memories that they will always cherish for a lifetime. And so I tried to like, instead of looking at everything negatively, I tried to see the positive in it. And it was, it actually made it nice. And my business survived. We, I mean, we got everybody back in from March and April and May was booming. It was great. Um, And now I'm set up with an online skincare store 
and uh, online webinar, all these cool things that would have never come about. And I've seen so many family photos and family time and like, you know, like doing things together, like, which is what you should be doing. When really, you know, getting back to the hustle bustle of what it used to be, that's not a normal I want to get back to. It's just, it's not, you know, like it's, it's the new normal, the the old normal. I don't want to go back to that because it wasn't healthy for us. We were overworked, miserable, miserable little people is what we were. And when you strip away all that and you get down to the base, it money don't matter. It's family. It's your friends. Not being able to hug people, touch people. Oh my God, it was killing me. You know, like it, COVID showed us the basics and the basis of who we should be as human beings and get back to that and, you know, strip away all the other, you know, unnecessary, unnecessary things that we, 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 we pack our lives with. That's a distraction. What's really important. And so I'm thankful for that time. Uh, even though it was, she was stressful, had it, she was stressful, but, um, I found some peace in that. And this new normal that I've gotten back to, I'm okay with it. It's a lot better. It's a lot healthier. I feel better. And I'm okay with that. Um, but, you know, with COVID, just like we did with Nashville with um, the tornadoes, people took action. You know, like restaurants, they did takeout, they did deliver, they thought things through and they did things differently. Um, I saw things in my apartment where people would be like, hey, if you're elderly and you don't want to go out and you're at risk and all this stuff, call me, I'll do your groceries, like, or I'll help assist, like people that normally wouldn't do that. Like I saw messages like that. Um uh, our team, Victoria and Mary Elise, they nailed it. They like, they shipped and made out, they made and shipped out so many masks for people. Like Victoria had done um, some for the the military and, and all this stuff. And Mary Elise did for so many people. I was so proud of my team for doing that. Like on their own, they just, they, you know, like, okay, well, I'm going to ship and I'm going to make masks. So here we are, I'm going to shift my mind frame. I'm going to make masks. And they like nailed it and helped so many people. Um, people, you see them staying at home, like doing their part. Like the streets were empty. You had your idiots that are out there too that were like, whatever. And you like little young people out there thinking you like, Lord, don't even get me started on some of these videos. Lord Jesus Christ, help me. But, and then people asking, how can I support? How can, what can I do? How can I support? And, and how can they help and support in small businesses, you know, like lifting people up and small businesses turn into masks and getting creative. Like they all came together action. They just didn't do anything. Like, it's like, you know what? We're all suffering for this. How can we do this? They took action. And just like they took action with helping the people of Nashville whenever the tornadoes hit, action, God, action speaks so much louder than words and actions actually get stuff done. So I, like COVID was crazy. Like, and it, but like, and through this, I'm telling you, like between the tornadoes and then COVID, Lord, I'm trying to, I was trying to stay positive. I was, I was, it was crazy, it, it, but you know, but 2020, can you just go, are you drunk girl? You're like a drunk girl that needs to go home and you need, you need an IV. You need some ibuprofen. You need a few crystal burgers or white castle, honey. And you need to get, you need to go through the hangover. You need to figure your life out and you need to stop messing with us. That is what 2020 is right now. <laughs> oh, so as if that was enough, you know, Nashville and COVID. And now in the world, we've got everything going on, the chaos and the craziness that's happening right now. And it is terrible. It's terrifying. But you know what? Hopefully it 
it's the it hopefully it's time that it makes the people people of the country people in a power a position of power people in the police departments people in the judicial system all the way up to that person that we call POTUS hopefully it's time voices are heard and action is taken you know, in Nashville, like, I mean, we've dealt with those, like we, we, we talked about with the tornadoes that come through, that was devastating. And then we've also, you know, with COVID and all the business and stuff, but, you know, even we bounced back from that, you know, it, it was still not a fun experience. Um, and now we've got this, the death, you know, the death, when I heard about the death of George Floyd, I like, I, you know, I just, I can't even, like, I saw the, I saw the videos, everybody's seen the videos. And I watched the one through uh, Time Magazine where they recreated recreated the eight minutes and 54 seconds, I think it was. And I could barely w- get through it. I, I mean, like my emotions, it, uh, like I, I'm, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm mad. I'm, it's just I, like the fact of that happening, like and watching it and, and even the people that were standing there watching this happen and felt helpless, they couldn't do anything because the police would have, I mean, we know how that would have ended. I just like, I, I can't like, I, it just blows my mind, like, like how like a human being could do that. Like I can't comprehend actions like that towards another human being based on the color of their skin. Like I just can't comprehend that. And I'm just like, you know, like it, it just blows my mind. Also, like that this is still fucking happening. Like all these prime examples, all the prime examples of this, this same repetitive stuff that's happening. Like, why isn't it, ham- why isn't it handled? Like, why? You want to know why? Because it's fucking racism at its core. And here's the thing. It's protected, especially by the police forces. And here's the, the racism. It's not white versus black. Mm-mm. It's not. It's everyone versus racism. It's everyone versus bigotry. It's everyone fighting against hate. And it's not people against people. The racism isn't a person against a person. Yes, racism exists in that part, but that's just a small little key. That's a small component of it. It's so much bigger than that. Racism is in everything. It's in the system. It's in... It's in our schools. It's in the judicial system. It's in politics. It's in religion. It's it's in everything. And what's happening with George Floyd is just a small portion of that. It's so much bigger than just you know the media portrays that it. it's hate again. You know people against people. It's it's way bigger than that. And 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 sadly, it's protected. It's hard to make change when you can't. You know even in our political system, when you've got the red and the blue side that can't put aside their hidden agenda and they've got, you know, they can't get, they can't fucking get along and put the people of this country first, all people of this country, all shades of beauty. Like it's sad. And it saddens me that it's still a thing in 2020. Like I just can't, yeah, like my brain can't wrap around it. Like why the fuck can we not look at history and just learn from it and know that like it's, Change is inevitable because, you know, like hate that there's no place for hate. You know what I mean? And and we're in a world so full of it right now. 
but it's eventually going to come to light. And, you know, I'm, I was I was afraid, you know, me of all people, I was like afraid, you know, to kind of speak out against this. But you know what? I'm fucking walking on eggshells with this. Like, no more of that. Like, what have you ever been afraid? You know what? I realized that, like, I can say some stuff on this podcast and, like, I will, I can't please everybody. Somebody, there will be somebody that I upset with this podcast. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to be silent. I have been silent on my, my social media page and I'm not going to be silent. I, like, I have this podcast and who is in me to laugh about something and, and, and utilize, like, to talk about beauty? No, fuck that. Like, I'm going to talk about it. You know, I might be a white man and I now I'm a gay man as well. But, but you know what? Like silence and being afraid, it gets you fucking nowhere. And so I'm going to I'm going to use my platform and I'm just going to talk. I'm going to I'm literally going to spill the tea as I see it unfiltered. If it offends you, I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm going to like lay some truth. And some of you guys are going to have a dose of like reality to drink that's going to be so fucking hot it burns your throat and you need that. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to use my voice and speak out against the shit that I'm seeing, you know? And here's the thing. I I like the, the words that I say, I don't have the answer. I don't have everything figured out. I've got learning to do. I've got, you know, listening to do. I've got, you know, all that stuff, you know, like I'm a privileged white guy. I accept that. Like, you know, it's the color of my skin. It's the color that I was born with. And with that comes privilege that we're going to talk about and, and all that stuff. And so, but I don't want to be fearful of the fact that I'm white. I can't talk about it. No, fuck that. I'm going to take a stance. I'm going to use my voice to stand up for people that need it most right now. And that's exactly what I'm about to do in this little segment. So I went on Instagram and I was like utilizing my platform to be like, you know, because this shit pisses me off off like it makes me so mad i'm like like it makes me want to chew nails into and then of course i'm attacked from all sorts of things and i'm just like you know what people and i did a little tea time on there and i'm gonna do this tea time on here because i'm just like you know what you need a little dose of reality okay like let's talk about white privilege for a second all right some of you people they people talk about white privilege and they're like no i'm not privileged i'm just i can't help the color my skin blah, 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 blah stuff no bitch you privileged Look down at your skin. If you are white, that comes with privilege. And the fact that you're like, oh, no, I'm not, then you don't fucking get it. And you need to educate yourself a little bit. Okay? Like, for example, do you go out shopping, drive around, and fear, like, of being pulled over by a cop other than getting a speeding ticket? Like, probably not. Do you have you know, do you have to feel inferior at job interviews because of the color of your skin? Nope. Do you have weird looks at you when you walk into, especially in the South, are you looked at weird whenever you walk into some establishments because of the color of your skin? Probably not because you're white. Are you discriminated against, you know, in educations and all that stuff and, and you don't get the best of schools because of the color of your skin or the neighborhood you grew up in? Probably not because you're white. There's things that white people don't have to put up with because they're white. That in itself is privilege. And it just is what it is. And it's nothing to like, it's, it's nothing but like, you got to feel bad. Like, it's just stating facts. I can go out in public, eat at a restaurant, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to worry about that. I, if I get pulled over a cop, I'm going to try to, you know, like maybe flirt my way out of it. But like, 
I, I don't have that fear that if I remove my hands from the steering wheel, that I'm going to get a gun shot right to my face or be thought of as like aggressive. I don't have to worry that when I get pulled over by a cop, they're not going to stereotype me as a thug because of the color of my skin automatically. They're not going to stereotype me and be like, oh, they're got, they got a gun or they're up to no good because of the color of my skin. Like, I don't have that fear. You know, I was treated very fairly when it came to education and scholarships because I don't have to deal with the discrimination that a lot of people have to deal with because of the color of my skin. That in itself is privilege. And if you can't recognize that that is what they're, what it's addressing, like it just is what it is. When you make statements and bullshit things like, oh, like all lives matter. Like, Heidi, you're using your fucking privilege right there. there. Like you're trying to take it back and be like, oh no, oh no, right now we're not talking about all fucking lives. Right now we're talking about black lives matter. Don't turn this back into, well, no, all that. That's your white privilege going through, sweetie. No, absolutely fucking not. Okay, don't try and turn it back on to something that it's not. Don't take the spotlight and put it on something it does not need to be on right now. Right now, Black Lives Matter, because right now, black people are getting murdered in cold blood by police officers. That's the problem right now. Don't change the subject. Don't put it back on you because it's not fucking about you. Okay, I get it. Yes, every single, no matter what color your skin, like we all understand that all lives do matter. But right now, when you say that shit, that's how it's coming across. So stop it. Just stop it. It is okay to say black lives matter. Like straight up. Just like if this was a gay person that got murdered, it would be okay to be like LGBT lives matter because that's what we're talking about. So right now we're not talking about all lives because white people aren't endangered from the cops and the stuff that's going on. You know what I mean? Like, so that's part of your privilege. So whenever, you know, in black neighborhoods and stuff like they they don't have that, you know, they have to, you know, they're already set up from the get go, like with the neighborhoods and they're like, you know, zone for the poorer systems. And they're like, you know, they're policed differently. And then you've got, you know, because of the color of your skin, you're discriminated against. Heaven forbid you're in the South and you date outside your race and you've got a white and black couple that go out. Oh, honey, you look, you're looked at. I have a biracial niece, my sister, uh, um, had a child with a black man and the, the looks and just for dating outside of her race. Oh my God. In the South, like Jesus, like speaking of Jesus, like you would think that like the Baptist church that, you know, down here in the South, they, they, they paint him as this picture. Hate to tell you, sweetie, but Jesus was no white man with brown hair and blue eyes. Like you paint him up in your church to be. Mm-hmm. So half the shit that you saying around to these other people, I, you, mm-hmm. Would you talk about Jesus Christ himself like that? Oh, I don't think you would. But the way you acting now, <laughs> you sure you sure would be calling him some names to his face. So all I know, and, th- and that was a journey for me, is that like I had to, because I didn't get it, but I, you know what I did? Instead of being like, why are you calling me privileged white kid? Like, what no, like I was just like, this, okay, I, I need to understand why. What is this? And then when you actually listen to people, you know, that have different color skin than you do and different perspectives, they can help shine a light on 
what it is, how it's coming across, and 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 open your mind and educate you and make you a better person. So it's like I'm not like I don't get triggered when people say like, "Oh, you're you're privileged." Yes, I am, and it's what you do with that. Okay, as a man, a white male, so I've got privilege. But I'm also going to use that privilege. I also have a voice that like when I see discrimination happen, you best believe this white boy right here is going to stand, not stand for it. He's going to put his foot down in public. If I see some, if I see this slightest little thing like that, there, that is not okay. You best believe I'm going to utilize my voice and I'm going to be like, that's not right. What are you doing? What the fuck do you think you're doing? Absolutely not. Like I'm going to stand up and I'm going to, I'm going to like show out for a hot minute. I'm going to not allow that to happen. Now, do I know all the answers and all that stuff? And and can I help the fact that like I, you know, don't have to worry about the cops being pulled over? I can't help that. But what I can do is educate myself and I can listen to people. And I can accept the fact that, you know, like, hey, that it's true. White people have privileges that other people and people of color do not have. And it's what you do with it and how you how you come across. So just watch yourself, like stop with this bullshit. And for the love of God, stop. All lives matter. Like it's not just, it's not about you, sweetie. It's not about you right now. So mm -mm. no, ma'am. Lord. And then you have, Then you've got these people that were blowing me up, talking about the the. Oh well, I, I don't condone this looting and this. This this is so not American and blah 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 blah. And we need to pray. And we, honey, there is so much that just come out of my mouth that I need to unbox. So I'm gonna need a minute. I'm gonna. I, where's my vodka? Because I, Lord, <laughs> Let, let's unbox that for a second, okay? Hmm. Did you ever stop and think? That if there wasn't racist pricks and racism, that maybe this wouldn't be fucking happening? Hmm. There's a thought. Huh. Why is it happening? You know what I mean? Like, ask yourself that fucking question. And what have you done to prevent it from getting to that point? Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of getting mad that your buildings are getting whatever. Let me be very clear that I don't condone the violence and I hate that it's happening. And last time I checked, buildings and that damage, all that stuff can be replaced. It can be fixed. But the last time I checked, honey, lives can't be brought back from the dead. But like, look back on history, look back in history. When change has happened, it's very, very rarely happened peacefully. Sadly, it has to get to this point because people cannot learn from their mistakes in history and it keeps repeating itself. Okay, you know, and it's like, like, and the other thing that half the people, a majority of the people that are doing the looting and the violence are not people of color. They're not white people. It's your white people. That was literally post on Nashville the other day. And it was like a, a white man lighting the uh, court on fire. And then like all these, like all these things. And I even seen, I even saw videos of like a black woman asking two white people to please don't deface the thing of a Starbucks store. Like they're lighting all this stuff on it. And, all and she's like, no, please don't do that. That's not what we're here for. And then people are getting back with that. I'm just, and it makes me question. I'm like, 
you know, you got some, you know, you got people that are probably out there doing it for the right reasons, even though it it's wrong, two wrongs don't make it right. And, but then you probably also got some people that are doing it because they know that probably who's going to get blamed for it? The black people, because media will twist it. They do that. And I'm just like, but it's really your white folks that are doing I'm over here going, people, okay, look, you know, I am, I'm, I'm excited to see people like white people finally stand the fuck up and they have a voice and they're standing with the black people and their friends and their, and, and they're other humans at the end of the day. Oh my God, we're all humans, but they are finally standing with people of color and having a voice. Where was this 10 years ago for fuck's sake? You know what I mean? Like, it's great. Like I saw what, oh, I saw like a, a protest going on and all the white people like banded together and held hands and they formed a barricade of their, uh, around their black brothers and sisters uh, at preventing the police from getting to them. That's how you support people. You know what I mean? Saying like, uh-uh, they're pissed and they're going to say whatever the hell they want to say and we we ain't going to let you interfere with this. You know, that's a, but you just going around and burning shit, like going in Louis Vuitton and Gucci, using it as an example to go steal free shit. That's not the answer. Like, stop it. You're literally like, ugh, like get enraged white folk, but stop the madness. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't even. And then like the, the ugh, when they say it's not American, oh, oh. Have you read a fucking history book? Okay, what's American? Let's just, let's unbox that for a second. Let's remind yourself of who this land used to belong to. These people called Native Americans, okay? And this old man, Christopher Columbus, come over on his little ship. And like, and we, I, like, well, we have a fucking day after him. Ugh, it makes me so mad. But let's just remember what happened. Do we remember what we did? To the, to the Indians and the Native Americans? Do, do we remember? Do, like, do you remember what happened? <laughs> and where are they now? On tiny, the tiniest little reservations? Like, uh, hmm. but America, we're not American. Have we seen what we did when we, well, we all know what we did now when we basically stole the country from the Native Americans. Oh, but let's not forget that after settlement happened, we brought black people over on ships and enslaved them. Mm. Yeah. So that's American. Okay. We had a civil, civil war that ended slavery. But, oh, that war's not over. It's not over at all. Like, we're still in this. Like, it, like it's still a thing because people are fucking dumb. And we have a racist system, and it's protected by racism itself. But yet you're going to be like, this is not American of people. Sweetie, educate yourself on what really was, this country was founded upon, and then you're you going to shut the fuck up real quick. And I get torn because, you know, I'm over here like, I, you know, I don't like seeing that it's violent and that, you know, we just came out of COVID and we are, you know, business owners. I mean, you, you've got a whole other side to it that people, you know, are ignoring right now. You know, it's like innocent people of all walks of life, of all skin colors, like that own businesses, uh, white, black, you know, it doesn't matter the color of your skin that have had, they just came out of COVID, barely survived COVID. And now their places vandal vandalized, you know, like, 
like that it's not it's not the it's not the answer like I, it's not i condone it but i also am not going to judge it because like at the same time it's like you know if I, I i i try to put myself in you know that mother's shoes that lost her child or her grown son because he was wrongfully murdered by a cop or by he was hunted down in a subdivision because he was going running unarmed and then taken down by two white men like i i'm not a parent and but if that was my child i'd probably burn down the whole world i'd i'd i would be i would i can't even imagine the emotions that i would feel and so like i could understand like if his mom or his family, like doing that stuff. If you do whatever you need to do, I'm not going to judge you at all. Stand there and watch it happen. You know, like that. But the thing is, going back to it, it's it's not. It's not them. It's, it's, ugh, it's white people. Stop. You know, like you see, like I watched the video of um, George Floyd's brother, like at his speech, like, and I've actually written down some of the words here. And he was like, he was like asking people, like, what are they doing? He was like asking her guys, he was like, I'm not messing up my community. He was like, what are you all doing? And he yelled out again. He's like, what are you all doing? Because that's not going to bring my brother back. And he also goes on to say, he's like, it may feel good in the moment, kind of like you're drinking. But when you come down, you know, come down off that high, you're going to wonder what you did. He even talks about like how it's repeating history. He was like, we keep doing this. Like this shit keeps happening. And then like we rally, destroy shit and all this stuff and nothing's done. And then it happens again and we keep doing, we keep repeating history. And he says the most powerful words. He says, let's do this another way. And he says, let's stop thinking our voice don't matter. And he says, vote. But that's so powerful. Let's do this another way. So you've got the, the person, one of the people on the face of this planet that should be the most pissed off at what happened. This is his words. He is begging you to stop the violence because it doesn't solve a thing. And it, it may make you feel like we are pissed off right now. I get it. And we do things in anger and all this stuff. And again, whatever's happening, it's happening. You know, I, it's like, it's, it's part of history. Like it's just repeating itself. You know, I can't, you know, I can't get mad at it because here it is pride month. And as a gay man, if it wasn't for Stonewall and what happened then? Like my right, like my rights, like I would be considered a lesser human being because of my sexuality. And if it wasn't for those riots, the change probably wouldn't have happened. So it's like, you know, it's like touring because you get mad and you, and this, that, and the other. But when you look at history and history repeats itself, it's not the answer. And the guy that should be the most pissed off is telling you it's not the answer. And there's so much truth to this. We, God, we've got to find another way because like we're repeating history, expecting a different outcome, but doing the same thing, like doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome is just, it's insanity. It's, it's, it's just, it's a way, it's not, it's not going to happen. And here, notice this, notice I say we. We have to find another way. It's not black people. It's not white people. It's not short people. It's not tall people. It is every single one of us because racism is not white versus black. It is racism. It is everyone against racism. 
you know, like, I mean, sit there and look like the people that are going through it right now. The, I mean, they're the oppressed people. Like, we expect them to cause it. No, it's not their duty. It's time for us, as white, any type of skin color that you are, to take care of them, and to not tolerate it, and to take a stance, not be silent anymore, not turn a blind eye, and us take care of them. Us use our voices to cause the change together, all of us. That's the only way. And I had an example of that today of like how change can happen peacefully. And it was, I was outraged. There was, there was a thing earlier that I had posted on social media where it's like another thing, like all lives matter. And it ugh, drives me crazy when I see like, you know, all this going on and the people are like, well, all cops aren't bad. Okay. No shit, Sherlock. All cops are not bad. Just like all black people aren't thugs. Hmm. Let that sink in for a second. Like, like I get it. All cops aren't bad. And it makes me it, it it makes me mad and it makes me afraid, especially after the conversation I had today, for the the cops that are the good cops, because of of of, of the few the bad apples in there, the few bad apples that are really like doing the stuff that make it gives it gives it a bad name. Just like you know, it takes one bad apple to ruin the the apple butter batch. You know what I mean? Like. So it's like, we get it. But now, you know, I, in my mentality, I was so mad and I about went on and like just on Instagram. But then my friend, Tawny, she, she messaged and she was like, hey, what, you know? And, and I kind of was like center voice recording all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, it's these people that are just like, all oh, cops aren't bad. And I'm just like, it's not the point. Stop pulling the focus. Right now, I, I can't focus on on any that we, we're not focusing on the good cops because right now we need to focus on the bad cops and getting rid of this bullshit stuff that's happening to hold people accountable for it and getting the racism out of the police force so this shit stops happening and, and I, I was like ugh, and my heart stopped when she sent back and she was in tears you know and as a friend of mine she approached me about this and you know, I, it, it caught me dead in my tracks, my like anger, my rage that I was like, ugh, you know, like people was flooding my inbox and attacking me with like, blah, 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 all this stuff. But she approached me another way. She approached me from a friend, a caring standpoint. Now she was, she was crying. She was very upset and it, oh my God, it broke my heart. <sighs> but she showed that there's a different way. And what happened in this phone conversation was amazing. It changed this whole tone of this podcast because of her. And before you go, oh, she's just someone. No, her husband is a white cop, but she's Asian with biracial children that's dealt with race, racism. It's dealt with, you know, having to see what her kids go through, having to see like, you know, what she went through. And the fact that she has a husband as a cop. So I'm sitting here going, oh, wow. Like I didn't even think that. I didn't even know her husband was a cop. And just hearing her perspective, I shut up. I shut my crazy loud off. And I was like, whoa, here's somebody's hurting over something maybe I posted. And maybe there's a perspective that I need to learn about. And when I sat there and I listened to her, like, you know, talk about like, how like not only is there a fear for, you know, just when her husband goes off every single day, she doesn't know if he's going to come home just because he's a cop and, you know, they're putting some strenuous 
uh, situations that I can't even fathom, you know, like, but now like all this stuff, you know, like with everything that's happened with this situation, like in these violent outrages, like there's good cops out there that are like her husband that are in harm's way and in danger now, like and in harm's way of like people just killing them because they think all cops are bad or like because they're a cop, they're associated with it. And boom, she's terrified. And it like just rattled me to my core because I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that perspective. And she said, she goes, nobody, she goes, trust me, Josh, nobody hates a bad cop more than a good cop. And I was like, I was like, wow. And just hearing the hurt that like, that calls like of my anger and rage and all this stuff, there's a whole other perspective that I hadn't even thought about, you know, like in all this violence, you've got, you know, people that have to still go out and take care of, you know, their job, their duty as a cop and they're faced with all this stuff there. I, I it would be fearful, it, you know, if, if something was going to happen, like it was a perspective I didn't even see, but what happened in this conversation Cause she, and she was like, Josh, I fully get what you're talking about. And I, I fully get, and I understand you completely. There's just a whole other side that maybe you don't understand. And she was right. But it was two individuals that peacefully and respectfully came together in a conversation. And we li truly listened about each other's perspective to bring about an understanding that maybe I didn't have. And I didn't have and educating, like, you know, like it's not just, it, you know, black and white. It's not just like, you know, it, it, there's, it's gray. It's, you know, there's all kinds of things. The, it, I educated myself on other people's perspective and seeing another person's side that I was like, and, and in the end of it, I became a better, more understanding individual because that I was more compassionate. And I, because these two individuals had a conversation and we were able to peacefully talk and, and talk perspective. Now it may not, you know, it's nowhere near this situation if as if I'm a family member of somebody who was killed, but two people like that were both hurting and mad and upset and angry were able to come together and talk in a sensible manner and and understand one another and truly get to a deeper understanding and become better people because of it. That's how we change the world. We got to stop this just talking to talk. We got to become better listeners. Like what we've got to do, like we've got to listen. White people, you got to shut the fuck up and you got to listen. Check your privilege and listen because you don't have all the answers. And you don't know what it's like to be a black person in America. I don't know what it's like to be a black person there. I have one of my best friends in high school was Krishanda. Just because you, I, I will never know what it's like to truly be heard. Just like, you know, the people won't know, like, I, you know, I, and I don't, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for it. Like, I can only relate because I, I can't understand what it's like to be black, but I know what it's like to be gay. And I know we're both like persecuted, you know, over something we can't help. You know, and people just like, how dare you talk about gay? It's not, I'm like, I'm just speaking my, from my experience so I can try to understand and relate and get a deeper understanding of it. And I'll never, like, I'll never understand truly like what it's like to be a black American and go through that. Even as a gay man, I'll never understand what it's like to be a black American. 
So I got to shut the fuck up and I need to listen. I need to help. I need to use my my white privilege voice and use it as a voice for the people of color in this country that don't have that privilege. We got to stop being silent and realize that silence gets you nowhere. When the quiet people, the people that turn the blind eye, they're like, oh, I feel for that. But you don't, you're not doing shit about it. When you start to speak up and get sick and tired of it, change will actually happen in this country. We all have to get fed up with it. We have to develop this no tolerance that when you're out in public and you see like people mistreating, uh, you know, I heard a story about like it, because of color skin, she was on the elevator talking to everybody. It was different generations. And, and then at the very end, like, you know, she tried to talk to the elderly people that got on there and they just didn't talk. You know, and she was like, I'm used to that. It's fine. But then at the very end, he was just like, all right, ladies first. And he allowed the ladies the other people that were on the thing to go out. But her, he like rammed his umbrella out and was just like, I said, ladies first. And just to hear her tell the story of like that happening, like I can't even imagine just because the color of your skin, like, mm. but at the same time, not a single one, she said not a single one of those people in that elevator stopped to say, hey, that's not right. Or to say, hey, what are you doing? That's that's not okay. Hey, that's racist. Stop. Not a single person did it. When those people that know that that shit is wrong and they know that's not correct and they know they should say something but they're too fucking afraid to say something, when they grow the balls to do it and they have this no tolerance and they call it out, when the quiet people get their voice and they stop allowing it to happen and they speak out against it and they demand a change, we will get a change in this country. And you got to stop believing everything you see in the media. Oh my God, the media fuels it. It fuels it. Prime example. That whole, there was this white guy that was on there, oh, this crowd beat me, three, three black guys beat the crap out of me, blah, blah, blah. And it looked like black people were violent against white people during these things. But then you see the real camera video of what he was doing. He had a bow and arrow threatening people. And it wasn't black people that got him. It was people of all different colors and all different, uh, like, ethnicities attacked the shit out of him because they were like, uh-uh, you ain't gonna do this today. And you know what? Bravo to them. And that little guy that's oh now playing the fucking victim card and all that stuff. No, sweetie, you're not the victim. You're part of the problem. Like, you being a racist prick, and you got what you deserved. You got your ass handed to you. Hm. But you're going to cry on camera now that it's like, no, bullshit. America, wake up. Stop believing everything that's spoon-fed to you and look at the bigger picture. Stop it. You got to stop doing that. And you like, oh, when you are white and non-black, you got to educate yourself on this. Don't turn a blind eye to it. Like be consciously aware, aware of it when it's happening in public. Educate, talk to people, learn what you can do. Listen to them. Learn to listen. Be a good, we always talk to talk and we're always we're always talking to respond but we never like truly listen listen to people and it's vice versa too you know like 
I don't have all the answers. I'm doing this podcast. I'm trying, trying to understand. I don't have all the answers. I'm not perfect. And so like, I don't need to be attacked and I'm being attacked right now, but you know what it is, do what you got to do. But you know what? Like when, when white people are trying, like I'm trying, like acknowledge that, like, you know, get frustrated, like, you know, chew me out. Let me know. I'm going to listen to that. But like, know that I'm listening, know that I'm here and know that I am trying to understand and I'm trying to help and guide me on that. You know, don't put me down. Don't put people down. I see that people are tearing each other apart on social media right now, like all this stuff. That doesn't do any good either. Like, yeah, they may be 20 years late to the game speaking up, but you know what? They doing it now. Like people here and people are ready to listen and go with that. And don't diss it and don't down it. Like it works both ways too. But why people don't do this for like, oh, spotlight on me, honey, because it's not about you. No, just because white people right now taking the little stance, we don't need to be like, oh, good white people. No, 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 fuck that. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. They don't get off that easy. No, got a lot more fucking work to do. But we got to stop being silent. And, and all three things that you've seen today, the bottom line is action. Words mean nothing. Your social media posts mean nothing. Your thoughts and prayers, they mean nothing without action. I don't trust words, but I trust action. Action gets stuff done. Action causes change. And action will be what brings down racism in America. Without it, we stay silent and we all know where that gets us. So there we have it. 2020 wrapped up in like a small little podcast. Like, I don't know what the hell 2020 is thinking, but we all went in this like, yes, 2020, like I said, good year. <laughs> <laughs> it just went to hell in an edible arrangement real quick. But you know, out of every single thing, with the tornadoes and the community coming together, the COVID and beautiful things coming from business and beautiful things that people support one another and all that, to the tragedy that's happened that's going on right now. But the faith that I have that things are going to change, I have to have faith because otherwise it's just fucking depressing. I have faith in humanity because I see little tidbits of it here or there. Man, 2020. Can you just can we get a redo? Can can we just redo this year? Can we can we I feel like Ashton Kutcher's about to pop out and be like, you're all being punked. Like, what is this? But 2020, you're not gonna defeat us. We're gonna own you. Some good shit's gonna come from you, and I'm here for it. So, thank you for tuning in. This was actually not a hard podcast to do. Just speaking my, just speaking what I need to speak and just saying it. I hope it's helped. I hope it's a start. I hope it's something. I hope this helps somebody. I hope I can learn. Hopefully, this brings a connection um, that I can learn. I can be a better human being. Um, hopefully, it empowers people. Hopefully, it brings some light on on some stuff. And um, there you go. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, 
You can follow me on Instagram and social media at TalksJosh. And we always love these segments to where you can tell us your funny nursing, nurse practitioner, PA, doctor, dental hygienist, dentist, you name it, chiropractic store, you name it. If you're in the healthcare industry, we, we want to hear your funny and embarrassing stories so I can read it on a podcast at some point and we can laugh about it because, honey, these stories are too good not to share. And if you've got those, I need you to type that up and email us at teatimewithtalksjosh at gmail.com. And there's the last drop of that tea, sweetie. Oh, 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 oh,